0: And stay tuned. Coming up next is an Encore presentation of the original Loretta Brown show. Fortunately, Loretta is on her little hiatus over to Egypt for the next few weeks. So we're going to bring you some great Encore presentations from the last few years. And today's show is back from June of 2022 with special guest Kate Ekman. And it's all about the full spirit workout. Enjoy.
1: Woohoo! Good morning. Good morning. And uh, welcome to the original Loretta Brown show. Radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Benny, Benny, what is the mood temperature today?
0: Well, outside it's amazing, and even inside my studio, it's not as amazing, actually. It's warm, and I don't like it.
1: Oh, okay. Because I think
0: we have a little technical problem. It's actually 78 in my studio, which is not appropriate. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So if I start sweating... That's need my to problem. Hold
1: the, you know those things people hold under their heads when they're sunbathing. You know, just right? Like,
0: right? <laughs> exactly. Or sit on a block of ice or something. I mean, no, yeah, it, okay. It's still nice out. We have finally officially hit summer in the Pacific Northwest. It was a day late yesterday. wasn't around, but the day before, yeah, sure. But we're gonna we might see 80s this weekend, or maybe 90 on Monday. So, yeah, I
1: know.
0: I'm so I know. happy it's here. I think a lot of people are happy it's here.
1: I'm I'm ready for it to be here. Mm-hmm. I was. Last, you know, I was talking to somebody on the solstice and they said, Loretta, aren't we supposed to be celebrating the sun? I said, yes, we're just under a cloud dome. It's up there, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I like the new terminology everyone's using these days is like the sun dome, the heat dome. And it's like, all right, let's <laughs> let's let's keep going with that, you know, cloud dome, rain dome.
1: <laughs> the joy the joy dome? I don't know. Let's oh, stop. I like that. <laughs> no, that one's okay. I love that That's one. All right, write heart- that down right you know (laughs) there it is when my uh, kids were little I always used to sing somewhere over the rainbow to them at night so maybe it's a rainbow
0: the rainbow dome or the double rainbow dome
1: the double rainbow (laughs) dome right here in Seattle all all along the great Pacific Northwest anyway um, I hope people are going to get out and enjoy that sun because wow it is good for us and we're all vitamin D deprived and (laughs) bring it all in (laughs) I feel like we need to just, just take a moment. Everybody just look up, raise your arms and say, yes, I received the sunlight. Yes. Come on into the joy dome. Come on into the joy dome. That's right. (laughs) Anyway, I like it. Uh, Anyway, I hope everybody, we're not too much for you so early in the morning, but you know, the sun is up and um, you know, you can have your morning cup of coffee or, 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 mushroom coffee or some healthy type of coffee, because I know all about those. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for laughing.
0: <laughs> another show then. Another day for another show. Another okay. Day. We'll talk about that one
1: later. <laughs> another show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, I am Loretta Brown. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for the last 27 years. Well, that, I was going to try to show, uh, you know, send cool energy to you, Benny, thank you. but thank you. You know, I'm kind of full of hot air, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'll help. Yeah. And yeah, fan you. we'll working. just
1: fan you. It's working. It's working. Right. That's right. We have lots of good things going on over at Reiki Oasis. And of course I do everything from Reiki to channeling, to behavior modification, hypnotherapy, the whole bit, meditation. Crystal bowl, sound, healing, biofield tuning, blah, blah, blah. So you can find out more about that at ReikiOasis.com. You can schedule everything at schedule.reikioasis.com. And every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I have a Sunday meditation with Loretta. And it is just a moment for you to step away, step into the oasis. That's why my business is called Reiki Oasis right? And uh, check in with yourself. If you cannot be there at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, don't worry. Sign up. I'll send you a recording. It's that easy. And then you can listen to it all you want. Some people use them to go to sleep by. So that's fine too, you know, if it takes you down. Um, I want to talk about astrology a little bit. And then I have a wonderful guest. I'm really looking forward to my interview today with Kate Ekman. And I'll properly introduce her in a moment. But we've got so much happening, I have to mention it. So welcome to the season of cancer, for those of you in Western astrology and the other side of the summer solstice, although uh, the season of, of cancer, the crab, don't get carried away by that, and the summer solstice all happened right at the same time. The cancer crab was a fearless protector of the seas. And whenever his fellow sea creature friends were in danger, the crab was there protecting them, standing up for them and being loyal to them. One day the crab was crushed in an effort to protect one of its sea friends. In honor of its bravery and loyalty, the crab's pieces were scattered into the sky, forming the many twinkling stars of the Cancer constellation. And whenever we look up to the constellation of Cancer or we enter, the cancer season, it is our reminder that we too can be loyal. We can, too can stand up for those that we love and we too hold the same strength and bravery in our hearts. The, the crab quite often says it's got a hard shell on the back and a very soft underbelly where the heart is. Oh, mm, yeah. So the crab is not the largest, biggest or most dangerous creature in the sea. It is not really an animal that we think of when we hear the word protector. And yet, despite its outward appearance, the cancer crab was all of those things. So if you're feeling small, unworthy or unfit to handle something that's unfolding in your life, this season of the cancer crab is your time to shake off your fears, shake off your insecurities and connect with the power of your heart. The crab gets its strength and its fierceness not from its physical body, not from its knowledge, but from its heart. So as our heart expands, and as we connect with the love that we are, and the love that surrounds us, we too are able to find our courage, our compassion, and our strength. We too are able to stand up for ourselves, for our loved ones, and for the life that we desire and deserve. So cancer season started with that summer solstice, a wonderful day to celebrate the abundance and the healing powers of mother nature and the cycles that we find ourselves in all of the time. I think it's important to remember that life is cyclic, (laughs) our moods are cyclic, (laughs) our ups and downs. Well, there you go, right? And so cancer season is gonna be busy. We have a cancer new moon, we have a Neptune retrograde, Chiron retrograde, chiron's the great healer right we have the second supermoon in a row in capricorn the hardworking sign of capricorn and the opening of what's called the sirius gateway where our sun aligns with the fixed star sirius sirius is known as our spiritual sun so it's an important event of the season and brings us into direct alignment with what is your calling what does your heart want to do what is leading you forward My guest is going to help us step into that a little bit more. So we also have the alignment of Uranus with the North Node, a slow moving energy that will peak by the end of July and go through August. And pay attention to this. It's a little predictive at the end of August, uh, end of July, going through August. There's a very rare and unsettling planetary alignment that can trigger powerful events and awakenings. This energy is here many people have predicted it and and prophesied it for a long long time and and we're here we're here we're the ones right so in vedic astrology mars will be in aries <clears throat> from june 26th to august 10th and moving into the, into the nakshatra vashwini the first of 27 nakshatras for those of you in vedic astrology and i did have someone uh uh, send me an email thanking me for my occasional mention of Vedic astrology. Ashwini is fiery, volatile, impatient, and impulsive. This nakshatri is ruled by K2, so we need to make sure we do not deteriorate during this time into anger, violence, or war. Remember, we are always greater than these things, we are always at choice. Mars then moves into Bharani, the nakshatri of birthing or breakthroughs, around the end of July. And this could bring the energy everyone has been waiting for that will kind of finally blow things open. I kind of feel like there's a little bit of steam pressure going on with people. And so, you know, it's a call to be our greater self. This nakshatra is ruled by Yama, the god of death, but it is also ruled by the star Venus oh the birth of venus Mm. aphrodite love the feminine so remember that death and rebirth are always happening happening on our planet they are part of that cyclic existence and so instead of falling into fear my advice focus on the energies in the sky as simply opportunities to evolve us forward into who and whatever it is that we really came to be and more than anything it's time to bring your gifts to the world so on the back of that beautiful energy, because there are no mistakes. I have a wonderful guests today. Her name is Kate Ekman. Some of you might be familiar with her. She's got so many accolades and lists Kate. I don't know where to begin, <laughs> but Kate is the author of a wonderful book that I wanted to talk about today called the full spirit workout, the full spirit workout, a 10 step system to shed your self-doubt, strengthen your spiritual core, and create a fun and fulfilling life. Kate is also a Columbia University certified executive leadership coach. She leverages her experiences as a well-known communications performance and mindfulness expert, accomplished entrepreneur, and an elite athlete to equip leaders. That could be us, that could be you, you could be leading your home leaders with the tools methodology and energetic boost they need to excel kate's work is rooted in newer neuroscience positive psychology and <clears throat> excuse me whole person coaching techniques she's passionate about mindfulness practices for both brain and body health kate's a meditation teacher and a course creator for insight timer the world's number one ranked free meditation app thanks and welcome to the show Kate thank you for taking time to be on our show today
2: Loretta Benny thank you so much for having me it's my joy to be here and I loved what you just said in the beginning I was soaking in every word so thank you for that especially I have my moon in cancer so I was (gasps) really resonating with the the (sighs) crab and living from my emotions and heart and intuition for better or worse
1: (laughs) Oh, then you're really being called forward right now, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, your heart's activated. I can feel it. Yeah, that's that's the way this this happens. Thank you so much for being on planet Earth and, and sharing your absolute brilliance with us and also your uh, vulnerability and putting everything out there, right? Like I totally appreciate that. Yeah. Thank
2: you. I, I hope to inspire others to do it because I think um, now is, is the time and a lot of people go through life pretending or, or sleepwalking or thinking that they're not good enough or not able to put themselves out there in a meaningful way and because of judgment. But I think no one judges us more than ourselves. And so I think just putting it all out there and then it takes its power off of you and you get to really step into your greatness and authenticity and really live a life that lights you up.
1: Uh, you know, that's interesting. You said something um about stop judging ourselves right uh and and i think i'll just jump in right there since you brought it up but i was thinking when i was reading your book about judgment and about self-critical you know how self-critical we are of each of each other and how difficult it is to be vulnerable right Yeah. yeah
2: I, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's scary for a lot of us because when mm-hmm. we were vulnerable even as children we got judged or you know you got that look or you know i grew up in a household where it's kind of like suck it up or it's like i'm not feeling well or i'm experiencing this and it's just you know i'm to grow up with like the german parents and high achievers and in my dad was military fought in the vietnam war and never took a day off in 35 years so it's like suck it up and and go and i think that served me in some ways. I I became quite accomplished, but at what cost? And and I write about that openly in the book too, about my obsession with performance and perfectionism that I think as women, a lot of us experience that we've got to do it all perfectly and then look perfectly while doing it all. So for me, it's even liberating this morning to just have my sunscreen on. And I just, some mornings I'm just like, I can't do all the makeup today and it's gonna have to be good enough. however I look, you know, and hopefully people are more focused on what I'm saying anyway. But I I think this is the invitation to be a bit more vulnerable. We had to sit a lot of us by ourselves for two years and really process a lot of of tough world events. And hopefully, you know, we use it as an opportunity to to become more grounded and more comfortable with ourselves.
1: Um, I so agree with you. The, um, March, 2020, when we stepped into, you know, um, staying at home, you know, the pandemic thing, uh, and I've watched, you know, in my work the last couple of years, I've watched us go through several different phases. I almost think I should write a book about what I've observed as a, as a healer and a spiritual coach and things like that, right? But um, this idea that we had, we were quote, quote unquote, sent home Our great mother sent us home to think about what you've been up to, (laughs) go to your room and when you can behave, come out, right? You know, (laughs) of course, I was never told that, but yeah, yeah, exactly. So this idea that we have to stop or slow down, I think you talk in your book about um, sitting, sitting still and, and, and staring or something like that. Could you talk more about that?
2: Yeah. So the full spirit workout is a play on the full body workout that we often hear advertised at the gym and, and with the gym and working out, you know, we've got to, and, and our culture is all about stress and grind and hustle and make it happen. And so this is a more counterintuitive approach, but it, it actually is the path to success where it is more about stillness and it is more about slowing down and being more intentional. And we're not grinding and trying to make anything happen through force or control. Rather, we're becoming the men and women who can actually achieve our cherished goals and we're allowing things to come to us. And when you do the full spirit workout exercises, you become that person that gets the phone calls and and gets the opportunities and meets the people, as Martin Luther King Jr. said, on your journey, mighty companions will join you and in this book my life has been the proof where now things I think a lot of times people even say how'd you get that job or how'd you meet that person or how did that come about and it's it's I've done all of the inner work and so I put myself in that position where my my instrument has been fine-tuned where I'm just an energetic match for these opportunities and and these relationships and so it it does take people a little bit of of unlearning and and thinking (coughs) way, but it really does work. But for me, again, during COVID two years ago, where none of us knew what the heck was going on, I don't think I was alone in this, but I found myself staring out the window a lot and just think thinking, what is going on? So I made that a more intentional practice where I now call it my sit and stare practice. I have audiences do this when I deliver keynotes. And at first, I'm like, especially when it's businessmen, I'm like, they're not going to be into this. It, it is overwhelming how much people I think need this so much that you can hear a pin drop, it's silent. But when I ask people, and we only do it for a minute, but you're gonna sit and stare, you're gonna check in with yourself like you're a small child and ask, how how are you doing? What's working? What isn't? What do I really, really want? And, and don't let your mind answer, let your heart. So let that that crab and cancer, let your heart and your intuition answer. And I think a lot of times people are surprised by what comes up because we allow ourselves to just even indulge in what do I really want? Not what society wants, not what mom and dad, not what's going to make the most money, but what do I really want? For me, it, the answer was everything I say that I don't want. So giving ourselves that time and permission to really block out and tune out all the noise and, and listen to that, that wisdom that we oftentimes ignore or block out because we're too busy trying to make things happen.
1: Um, I love what you just said. I was talking to uh, a client yesterday and actually to my temple group on Saturday about th- the three gunas, right? Like we have these energies that come in our life and it isn't all just do, 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 right? Go, 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 go like if we just if that's all that we are we're missing the other two s aspects of the life right and one of those aspects is silence right so this i i just love this um seeing that in your book you know the buddhists have a a a meditation practice called sky gazing right sky gazing yeah and um it reminds me of that concept and i'm probably an expert sky gazer (laughs) Or sit still and stare, gazer, right. Um, but yeah, during the, during the pandemic and during any time to be able to just stop, just stop, right. And, and catch up what's going on with you. So my client yesterday, I was, I was saying, do you ever just do nothing? And she said, what?
2: <laughs> it's a foreign concept for people especially in, in, in our, our culture. And it's it's sad, I even just went on this, I'll put it in air quotes here, vacation. And it was more exhausting than my packed work days. And it was a family trip for my father's 80th birthday. And the, the, sceni- the scenery was stunning and spectacular. We were in Banff and Lake Louise and Alberta, Canada. And I, I highly recommend visiting that part of the world. But it was, it was, I just, I looked around and it was, I was on this tour group, which I never do with a tour guide. And it was just constant information and noise and talking and doing, doing, doing. And I had a moment, I'm like, wow, here I am on vacation. I almost had a little bit of a breakdown because it made me sad that our culture, no one can sit still for a minute and we have to be constantly bombarded with information and activities and tasks. And what that says to me is that we're not comfortable with ourselves. And I get it. You, we, People have FOMO and I'm only going to be here once. I want to see all the things. But the, the best part of that vacation for me is when I didn't show up on any of the things. And I, I sat by myself in silence, like you said, and just listened to the river or the creek or the birds, or I had bears walking by and I stayed away from them. But
1: um, that's a whole other story. But no, no selfies with the bears. My
2: my brother took some stunning photos with the bears from a distance, but that's where I'm in my element. And I think just, just watching them, or I think there's so much wisdom to sit and watch nature that the flowers aren't competing. The clouds aren't up there. Like I'm going to try to outshine the sun today. The clouds have their purpose. The sun has its purpose and everyone just gets to be in all of their glory and, and they grow on, on their own time. There's no agenda or force. We know that. And then when when you don't respect nature, you're at the effect of, of that consequence. So I invite everyone, if you're not already doing it, to make this a daily practice where it's just as much as eating and sleeping, that even if it's one minute a day, of, of just sitting with yourself and, and checking in. And I promise you all those things that you're working so hard to achieve and accomplish will happen easier and they'll come much more naturally and organically. And, and you, they will be in a, a place of flow rather than force or control.
1: So I I know that a lot of people, because I will say to people, okay, so now let's just take a breath and whatever and and be quiet, right? Like like stop everything. And it's like the minute I say, let's take a breath and go into our heart, their brain, they're already thinking, Mm -hmm. they've already jumped back up. Right. So what advice can you give people? How do we get out of our head?
2: Yeah, it is. I think it's the conscious. I think, first of all, recognizing that you're doing it. I'll sometimes even say out loud to myself, you are obsessing or you are spinning out of control or you are really judging that person. Oftentimes it's myself or you are really worried about, you know, you stood up for yourself, you set a boundary and these people don't like it or you're experiencing some discomfort there. They may not like you and being okay with that. So I think first it's acknowledging that, Hey, I'm not, I'm going a million miles an hour. I'm not slowing down. I'm not present for my children. I'm not present at work. I'm judging myself. Um, acknowledging it. And then, you know, in a place of grace and compassion, okay, what do I want to do about it? And for me, it's like, all right, I'm going to have to let down 10 people by um, standing up for myself. And I, I saw something recently that said something along the lines of, you know, every time that you, you know, care more about what other people think, I'm paraphrasing, And and worry about people liking you, you start liking yourself a lot less. And I think we've all experienced that. And then when you're making decisions from a place of, I don't really like myself, you're going down a whole other path than I love myself so much. There's that quote that says, Sometimes love says no. And so it's saying, Loretta, I love you. I want to be at your wedding more than anything, but it's going to, I'm, I'm, it's going to really negatively affect my mental health to fly across the world right now and only be able to spend two days there or whatever. Um, And I want to be at your wedding and you're probably already married. So that was a silly, bad example, but (laughs) I think it's, and then making the conscious decision, once you're aware from taking it from your head and just even feeling yourself energetically, like moving it down to your heart, it's not a huge space here and then be in your heart. And then what I do is, all right, how am I going to put this into practice and then moving it down into your hands you implement it and take action and that's when you say okay i'm clearing my schedule the rest of the afternoon and i'm i'm gonna take some time off because i am i'm not feeling my best right now and if i if i don't have my health none of these other things even matter
1: oh wow i just want to jump up and down with what you just said um i feel like it's 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 hitting the nail right on the head it's absolutely right so I'm just going to rephrase back and, and please, you can talk all you want. It's, it's wonderful. Um, So if I'm so busy that I don't even know what's happening with me, how can I possibly choose me? Number one, right? How could I possibly choose me and how could I even know what I want? Right. And so if I, if I can, if I can tap into that and I love what you said, bring it down to the heart and then bring it to the hands. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, I just, oh, yes.
2: I think no. everyone can go for a walk, though, right? Or like my brother just came to mind as you're talking, and, and he's one of the hardest working, most brilliant people I know, and he's a doctor, and he's got a wife and two kids, and he's he's very busy, and and I, I challenge him with some of these things, and and he he loved my book, um, not just because I'm his sister, but I think it was I gave practical tips and tools, and, and really yeah. made it for all learning styles, and and you know what's your fancy or pleasure with learning. But I think everyone can take a walk and so, or or people have to walk the dog. And rather than just the mindless, like the dog's got to go to the bathroom, got to get the dog in and out, it's being intentional even with that walk. And I call these walking meditations. And one of my favorite questions to ask myself is if you take away money, what other people think, geography, anything like that, all those externals, what do I really want? And let your heart not your head answer. The, 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 the answer is going to come almost instantaneously. Listen, don't block it. Don't control it. Don't judge it. And, and I did this for myself. And the answer that came up is the opposite of what I, at the time it was, you know, I'm this bona fide career woman, work, 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 marriage, kids, aunt, what don't care. And when I did that, the answer that came immediately from my heart is, I want to be a wife and mother. And I just started sobbing because it's everything I say that I do not want. And I was shocked. And so this exercise works. And then again, it's bringing it from the heart to the hands. Okay, what am I going to do about this? And it's not about like, I got to go out and like get a man and get married and have some kids, but it's, and what what is marriage and children? It's connection, it's family. And so it's setting aside more time and, and putting a work project on hold perhaps forever to cultivate more meaningful relationships, which is what life is all about. I mean, at, at the end of our lives, it's not, yeah, people have a legacy with, with a book or a movie or work that they've done or libraries in their name, whatever it is, but I hope people say she was such a lovely friend. She was always there for me. She, yeah. I loved being her mother, right? As opposed- yeah. Yeah, yeah. She accomplished these career things, which are important, but this is much deeper than that.
1: Well, I sometimes, um, you know, like I say to people, like, these are all the things that I've done, but it's not who I am. Right. It might be an expression of who I am or the gifts that I want to give the world or the service I want to do to help relieve the suffering or something. And yeah, yeah, you're the same way, but yeah, at, at end of life, people often tell me I'll say what was the most wonderful thing and they'll say well it was that sunset holding hands with the one I loved you know it was the grandkids giggling you know it's these things yeah
2: I think Loretta the proof in the pudding for me was I I was and that's what led to the writing of this book I was achieving all the things I was accomplishing all the things from the outside world had it all had all the shiny objects and everything and this is what a lot of my clients too but lacking in fulfillment or meaning and I think losing you know the love of my life and another dear friend to suicide in one year it's it just it shook me to my core and it really made me make different decisions and and look at life and myself and how I was choosing to live my my life um much much differently and um you know, I, I kind of lost what I was going to say, because I just went into that space in this moment at a, at a pharmacy when I was having a panic attack in Midtown Manhattan that I write about in my book, just being in so much pain. And I think a lot of people have recently experienced that. Oh, but yeah. so what I was going to say is when I I, I accomplish these things, and I think we've all experienced this, I, you get the thing you want, whether it's the new car, the new house, the relationship, the money, and you're really happy for 15 or 20 minutes, and then it's on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and i'll experience it for myself i'll do like my dream job and i come off set and i almost feel numb and yeah. it was great and it was you know every, the energy yeah. um it's my skill set so there's joy there but it doesn't really move the needle in my well-being. What moves the needle is like you said, it's the screensaver on my phone, that overlooking Lisbon, Portugal with the sunset and the good food and the glass of wine and, and a friend, or um, you know, being in, in outside of Seattle on the mountain and just like sitting with the snowy mountains and like hearing nature speak to me. It's all of these things that are free. I mean, yeah, you have to pay to get there, but sitting in nature or being with a best friend or being there for someone laughing. That's what moves the needle in our well-being, the acts of service and kindness and and expressing gratitude for our loved ones. It isn't the nice car, which and I love nice cars, but it (laughs) doesn't move the needle. It's not just me, but it's like study after study in science.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I'm so with you. You're you're, yes. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Um, We're going to take a station break, which... Is, seems difficult right now because <laughs> i'm in a heart space with you and i can feel it um but uh, please don't go away uh, my my beautiful guest today is kate ekman in in all of her beautiful heartfelt energy is here in the room with us in the space with us in the world with us and her book the full spirit workout a 10-step system to shed your self-doubt strengthen your spiritual core and create a fun and fulfilling life. And of course we go through life to get there. So uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. We're going to get uh, deeper into some of the things that she just said, cause I'm going to pull them out.
0: Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. And stay tuned. Coming up next is an Encore presentation of the original Loretta Brown show. Fortunately, Loretta is on her little hiatus over to Egypt for the next few weeks. So we're going to bring you some great Encore presentations from the last few years. And today's show is back from June of 2022 with special guest Kate Ekman. And it's all about the full spirit workout. Enjoy. Enjoy
1: oh thank you betty it's always the best music thank you i just want to listen to music today kate let's just go and listen to music somewhere live music i love it the best anyway yeah welcome back to the original loretta brown show i'm loretta brown owner of reiki oasis and my guest today kate ekman i want to remind everybody these shows are archived you can download them for free you can listen to them all over the place uh you can find them at, at kknw 1150 am archives for the original Loretta Brown show. We're on iTunes, Podcast One, Spotify, and all kinds of other places. And uh, uh, feel free to listen to the hundreds and years of shows. <laughs> There's great people in there. It's all there for you. Um, you know, before the break and during the break, Kate and I were talking a bit about how busy we get in our lives. And, and, and during the break, we were talking about you know that balance between professional and personal life and also you said something and you didn't quite say it like this but i want to say it into the space cuz i want to talk more about it um we do have this idea that was given to us once upon a time that maybe we're not good enough or that we have to strive 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 in order to be <laughs> barely acceptable and and nobody says just go to the woods So speak more about that. And and before I before I let you talk, because I'm a Gabber, um, I and I'm loving this conversation, I walk every day and I have my trees and they're my friends and they have names, they've introduced themselves to me. And I always tell people nature is our great healer. And if you need to find your balance, go to nature. But I want you to talk more about that and then just get more into your story of You mentioned that you had a couple of friends who committed suicide. So please jump in there anywhere. And I know that's a lot.
2: Yeah. And thank you for that. I, as you were talking, I'm thinking of advertising and especially as women and a culture that is absolutely obsessed with what we look like. And I think of all the advertising, it's like, take this wear that do that it's just and i love products more than anybody but it's everything <laughs> um, you're not pretty enough you're not skinny enough you're not this enough you're not that enough and like all these products that you need and there's no advertising that's like you want to feel more successful powerful productive creative enjoy and love take a walk in nature where are those where are those messages are advertising first of all it's free Um, You're going to get the the creativity you take that walk you're going to feel energized get the endorphins flowing you're not out there on the walk to have a six pack you're out there to connect with yourself and and nature and and the divine, and so I think I think whatever you're hearing from society, perhaps start doing the opposite. but but starting with these walking meditations spending more time in nature spending more more time quietly alone which is really uncomfortable for people and that's really great so that means we need to do it and listening and that's why you know I I do I stare out the window a lot and and some sometimes you got to process like what the hell was that zoom call or like why was that person that was interesting or and I think getting more curious rather than judging or or being anxious curious or like, wow, I'm feeling really triggered right now. What's that about? Get curious about it. It's like, oh, I'm triggered because I really value authenticity. And these people are behaving in a very inauthentic way. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. it's just my values are being challenged. Okay. That's what that is. Perhaps I should um, spend more time with this group or um, double down on, on my commitment to be my authentic self. What does that look like? What does that feel like? Um, To go into the other question, I I sadly am not alone as someone who's been deeply affected by suicide. And and what was remarkable about doing, you know, this book tour and and talking about this work is that the universe connected me with so many podcast hosts or radio hosts or TV hosts who have been impacted by suicide, lost their mom, their dad, their friend, their lover. Um, And it's something that few people I'm realizing want to talk about. There's still a lot of shame and judgment and stigma. I personally have been yeah. judged where it's like, Oh my gosh, like your boyfriend committed suicide. And I like, I use the terminology died by suicide and um, I'm being judged for that. And
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. That's why I keep speaking about it. And it's funny cause I I'm getting emotional, but you know, it was a month ago and I said to my, speaking coach i was preparing for a keynote and i was in my hotel room and it was a sunday and i was like i don't want to do this anymore i don't want to talk about these topics this is so much work i don't want to do this and then on monday you know my it's a it's a husband and wife team amy and michael and they gave me permission to have fun and i thought fun like what a concept fun while talking about these heavy topics but it changed my whole world and so i Mm. offer that to people because I know Loretta, that yes. everybody who's awake and alive is struggling in some way. Some may not even know because they're struggling that deeply. Yeah. But I think giving ourselves permission to take something really heavy and write a book yeah. or give keynotes, whatever, or whatever that means for you um, or talk about it or be willing to cry. I mean, I have no shame in crying publicly. People, I was crying somewhere and person was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, "I there's nothing wrong with crying. I'm it's, it's appropriate that when I'm talking about people I love dying, that I'm sad. And that's everything that's right with me and, and healthy with me. And that's another thing I want people um, to take away from this is this notion that anything less than joy is like bad. We are human beings. There's a full spectrum of emotions that are healthy and appropriate to feel and enough already with we have to be happy and positive all the time. Um, I think we need to move through a lot of stuff to to get there and then you'll enjoy it that much more because it's real and it's not this fake, phony um, experience.
1: Wow. Thank you so much for that. Um, uh, I'm such a proponent of everything you just said. We have the right to feel any emotion at all. We have a palette of emotions. And we were taught, okay, we don't show strong emotion in public or we don't cry or we don't get angry or we don't, you know, whatever. And but we do. And I think once we can give ourselves permission to be with it, to feel it, then we can decide what to do about it. You mentioned in your book how you were so stressed out, you were working, working, stressed out, and you went to this doctor who prescribed an antidepressant for you, I believe, is what it was, right? Leva
2: yeah. pro is it uh, yeah, Lexa. yeah it's, it's lexapro it's an anxiety medication and what's what's horrifying about that is that in a, a a one minute exam that i will i was judged he rec i was a tv news reporter he recognized me from the news and the horrific crime-filled stories that i was covering and made a diagnosis in a minute that you know and i remember him saying to me you know you're a strong brilliant career woman you can't be crying at work i'm like i'm watching children being murdered it's 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 sad it's appropriate that i'm sad and so the he suggested that I need to numb and, and block that out and um, I never subscribe to being a desensitized news reporter, um, we're not allowed to be a part of the story and I respect that but I'm never going to be unaffected by really horrific things that I'm, I'm, I'm seeing and witnessing and, and writing about. And you know but was put on that medication it was like to take the edge off and and what i I realized through my my story and my journey and my spiritual practices is that the edge is where life gets really juicy and this notion that we're too precious to not have a sleepless night or that you know losing a loved one losing a job losing our money you know going through loss um it's not depression and anxiety it's part of part of life and yes those things can be sad but it's it's not mental illness it's not depression it's not anxiety it's 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 being human and i think the more that we really embrace that And, and luckily i was able to get off that that medication and and unless you have a you know real mental illness or condition um The over-medication of of Americans especially is is very troubling to me. And no one, again, no one ever says, what do people say? Oh, I've had such a a hard day. I need a drink. Yeah. I never hear people say, I've had such a hard day. I need to sit in silence. I need to meditate. I need to call my best friend. I need to take a walk in nature. So again, I think this is a moment. I I hope that if you're listening, that you really are asking yourself, who do I want to be? What do I really want, and and what are some tools to get there? And I will tell you, my my book has yes. so many tools, and I, I hope you'll give it a, a read because it has the exercises, the Coach Kate check-ins, the meditations, the journaling exercises, the stories—really something for for everybody. Yeah. And um, there are tools and resources and people out there who care, and there is a different way of living. And it's kind of cool to do things against the grain. Let's be a, a status quo disruptor. Let's be a visionary um, as opposed to just going through this programming that is so toxic.
1: Yeah, and thank you for that. I I really believe, and one of the reasons I wanted you to bring this out is that I have, I mentioned earlier in the show that I have really watched um, uh, mental health deteriorate, uh, suicide rate is rising. Uh, especially through the last few years, when people feel hopeless or they're overwhelmed or they don't know where to turn, so I'm gonna just say once again, get Kate's book, The Full Spirit Workout. It's actually executive coaching in a book. Like you've got everything in here, and the chapters are set up in such a great way. It it really is like a workout. And but don't 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 get turned off. By that word, it's okay. This is internal. She doesn't have to do sit-ups, although maybe you should do those. But Loretta. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but it's wonderful things like um, you know building emotional muscles. You know, uh, uh, stepping up your spiritual stamina. Things like this. But she's she's written it in such a way that there are things to think about. There are questions to ask. There's journaling to do. There's meditations. And you can open it up. I think you can do it in any order. I I, I kind of have fun just opening something and see what pops up. Um, but really, there is help out there. You don't need to be floundering and and, and losing it. You don't need to be sucked into a dark hole. Um, everybody, there's so much help out there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think something that, that my first life coach, I was, gosh, I think 23 or so during 9-11. And, um, you know, again, just a a horrific, tragic event. And I was glued to the news. And finally my coach said, "You you need to turn the news off. If you're gonna watch TV, you gotta put on a cartoon or something. And so the message was, change the channel but I think a lot of us need to change the channel of what we're watching in our brains and it's just like whoa I am really watching a horror flick right now I'm going to either turn it off or I'm going to put on the light and fluffy cartoon I'm going to put on some sex in the city or some mindless fluff um, and, and just give ourselves a break and have the bandwidth but you know People people underestimate the importance of, of even just sleep. So I'm talking about sitting, staring or meditating and sometimes changing the channel is, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to go to bed and have that reset or take a nap. Um, I think it's important that grown adults also take little naps or take a walk around the block, but I'm just even finding myself that um, sleep has become a real asset to not only my health, but again, my productivity and my creativity and my ability to really connect deeply with myself and others. So maybe, maybe you need to just uh, go to sleep and, and
1: change the channel in that way. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm smiling when you're talking. I'm thinking about my grandmother was always like, oh, just, just uh, take a walk, get some sleep, drink some water. You know, you'll be just fine, right? You know. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's those basic things. I also want to pull, pull something out that you said, which is have fun so in the middle of these dark times these the if there's grief if there's worry if there's stress uh and especially if someone has passed away i i run into the survivor um uh, guilt you know survivor guilt or how can i be happy when these horrible things are happening over there right
2: yeah and they want us to be happy and and my angels talk to me all the time and they you know even sam keeps that he's like you need to get back out there and um you know open your heart and i stand like my heart is open but again that was that challenge of how can i open my heart more and what does that look like what does that feel like and when i did this you know exercise here with myself it was being okay with being hurt again and having my heart broken again taking that wall down, um, being willing to be fully seen for all that I am and and am not, you know, quite frankly, and um, just being so comfortable with ourselves. And that's why I love this this book as a resource. It really is a life resource tool that you can turn to again and again. I'll have moments and I'll open, especially step seven, which is, you know, that quote that came to me when I was quiet and I had just had another rejection and I was fed up and looking up at everyone like, what? like having some choice words for people upstairs, (laughs) not neighbors, but God and my angels. And, um, but then being willing to listen, when you have some choice words for God, get quiet and listen, because he has an answer. And I I heard the beautiful words, being okay if it happens and okay if it doesn't is a power, very powerful place to be. Meaning that's just the ultimate act of, of surrender. And if I get this book deal or job or relationship or money, great. I'll, and if i don't that's okay too because if you don't get that thing you're going to get something even more appropriate and, yeah. and you'll see that the timing will work out in your favor so I think being okay either way which is a practice it of course yes. is easier said than done and so i think putting that into practice and i i heard those words and a few weeks later i was on a call with with my agent and and my now publisher new world library getting the book deal that is the full spirit workout but it was, after going through some rejections, but those rejections were because the book wasn't ready yet. I needed to live through a few more things that are in the book and really powerful lessons in the book. So trust the process, trust yourself. Um, I just am feeling called to everyone. I'm feeling, I'm getting like sleep, naps, walk in nature. I'm just feeling a collective, everybody needs an adult time out.
1: Very well said. I'm on my timeout. Very well said. Excellent. I love it. Yeah. So talk a little bit about gratitude.
2: Yeah. One of my favorite lessons in the book that I write about is a gratitude visit. And I got this from Dr. Martin Seligman. He's the founder of positive psychology. And I took a course of his at UPenn. And he, he, and he did a TED Talk on it, too, that you're welcome to Google and look at that. But he, he talked about this exercise called a gratitude visit. And I'd like everyone to do it right now. Um, think of someone who has dramatically changed your life for the better, whom you've never properly thanked. And you're going to write them a 300-word letter. And you're going to call them up. And you're going to say, I want to come over. And don't tell them why. If you have to do it on Zoom like I did, so be it. And then you're going to read them this letter of appreciation and and what's going to happen i'm almost positive it certainly happened with me is that you're going to weep they're going to weep and you're going to have this incredible bond and what that says is that normally we do this what at someone's funeral oh this person meant so much i mean they're not even there to receive it and so again we talk about well-being and and joy and success this, this exercise for me personally, and, and again, this is the science and research behind it. This will move the needle on your well-being more than any mansion, Ferrari, amount of money, hot body, whatever, any shiny object that is fleeting. This is a lasting well-being effect. And I did this exercise with my friend and colleague Vanessa. And I mean, she's just she's now my, my best friend. I've only known her two years, and we're peer coaches. We went to grad school together and neither of us can even read this part in my book without crying still um, because it's so touching. And, and I just even talk about what she's done for me as a person. And, and the main thing she, the gift she gave me, it wasn't a shiny object. She gave me the gift of, she sees me, she sees me. And I think there's an epidemic that even people who love us or claim to love us, they don't really see us. Right. Um, and, and you um, feel that. And it's painful, especially when it's from a parent or a child or a, a partner or a boss Um, or from yourself. But Vanessa, in many ways, she's the first person who has like really loved me kind of perfectly if if there is such a thing. Um, And it's because she just sees me. And what a gift that we can give to people starting with ourselves. I mean, we did this exercise at grad school where I would walk up to you and look you in the eyes. It was uncomfortable for everybody, Um, especially people who aren't a little woo like us. But yeah, you walk up to someone, you look at them in the eye and you say, I see you. And then the person says back to you, I exist. And it's, I don't know why that makes me so emotional. I yeah. think because we don't see people or what do people do? Yeah. Hey, how yeah. you doing? There's no even like, how are you? Where you're like, oh, she really cares. It's not just, hey, how are you? I'm like, was that even a question or was it like a dismissive? <laughs> you know. So I think- Give, I started today and you can do it in the mirror. Like I see you and give yourself a compliment. Great job handling that really difficult conversation. Yeah. Great job getting out of bed today and getting dressed. Great job showing up when you, you know, are having a hard time, whatever it is you need to say to yourself and then start doing that practice with the people you see. Even when I first got on your show this morning and we kind of talked of then, you know, you had, you said something to me and I'm like, oh, I feel seen by her like I feel I got the like warm and energetic embrace as opposed to like hey Kate la 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 it was just like I want you to connect with her and I'm like oh okay yeah that's what we're doing but it, it set the tone for the whole conversation I'm like oh yeah because I came from a very businessy corporate conversation yeah and I'm like oh yeah okay here we are oh yeah she's oh yeah this girl she gets me Loretta <laughs> gives
1: me thank you and i get you <laughs> and thank you aska it's reciprocal uh it's totally reciprocal i i love what you just said absolutely love every word coming out of your mouth today but um this idea that we're going to take a moment and when we when we look at each other we see each other and when we're seen we can feel it and it makes us cry i think it does that and it and it's a sacred moment and and we're all in this you know, this world together, we're not all in the same boat, but we are in the same ocean. (laughs) Let's put it that way, right? So we've got like, maybe I don't know, one or two minutes, you know, the show went by ridiculously fast. (laughs) Um, How do people find you find your book? And what, what words of wisdom you have to say to the people for life coming up? What's what's coming?
2: So you can find me at Kate Ekman.tv. It's Kate K A T E Eckman E C K M A N like the tube you watch. Or go to the FullSpiritWorkout.com. You can get all the buy buttons there. Buy it at independent bookseller, Amazon, wherever you choose, and connect with you there. There's free meditation, so please take advantage of that right from the book and some other free options and goodies. So would love to connect with you there. And I think just. Moving forward, I wanna I wanna really challenge and invite people to stay on that theme of truly seeing people, starting with yourself, um, not being so dismissive or judgmental or in a hurry and slowing down. And when I see you right now, I'm not seeing you as Loretta, the the host, the this, the, all the queer stuff is great. Or not even like she has brown hair and is wearing red and is beautiful. No, I mean, I I see you, me, I see yeah. your humanity. Yes. I yeah. see that you have probably been through some things that were painful or that sucked. I see that you have had a hard life at times. I see that you've had a great life at times. I I see all of it. That's the whole mm-hmm. person and just yeah. seeing seeing people for their humanity and not all the externals. And think what a different world we would live in because when I see you, I'm not in a place of judgment or or um anger or envy or anything. It's just a moment of genuine connection and when you're genuinely connecting with yeah. someone else you are genuinely connecting with yourself
1: yeah and you also have have something you say which is be a person and to me that is the most beautiful thing so uh, kate ekman thank you for blessing us with your presence and your beautiful heart and everybody out there in in the world uh, have a wonderful wonderful week play under the sun laugh and sing and uh hug a tree it might help. Anyway, thanks so much. Lots of love. We'll talk to you next time.